50 Wisdom Speaks is sponsored by Alternative Solutions with Results. We are also sponsoring Nicole Borgie's eight-week empowerment course, Shift Happens. If you or anyone you know is ready to make that shift into empowerment and leadership, don't miss it. All links are listed here on this page. And welcome to 360 Wisdom Speaks. Our guest today calling in from Santa Barbara, California is Sarah Bazan. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. Nicole is going to give a little bio about you so the audience can see where you're coming from. And then we're going to get into all about Sarah. Yeah, our guest today, Sarah, is the destiny designer. She trains coaches and experts and entrepreneurs to become empowered. That's amazing. Empowered leaders. Sarah has empowered thousands of people over 30 years. She's a licensed psychotherapist with a master's in clinical psychology. She is a certified life and executive coach, NLP practitioner, and healing Tao instructor. Sarah has traveled the globe teaching and speaking in five continents and 14 countries. Sarah is the mother of two and an avid outdoor enthusiast who enjoys rock climbing, outrigging, and sailing in beautiful Santa Barbara. Her success strategies will help you become the driver of your destiny so you can make more money enjoy more time and freedom who doesn't want that and become exactly. the influencer you're meant to be now that's quite the bio there sarah so share a little bit with the audience how all of that came about because i don't think you were born there none of us were like born into that but all of a sudden we have these big aha moments so what was your big aha moment that took you on this journey to where you are today oh well you know it's a long story so i'll try to make it short but you know i always think of where my my roots really were in being that i am the youngest of seven born in 10 years so you can imagine that i uh definitely had quite a a exuberant and lively uh you know, upbringing with lots of things happening. And what, ha what happened to me was that being the youngest, I learned to be quiet and hide and not say anything, just stay under the radar so that it wouldn't be teased so that nobody would notice me. And so this journey of transformation has been a long one to get from there to where I am now, public speaking, I've sang on professional stages, uh, you know, across the world. And you know, there isn't necessarily one aha moment, but I do know that when I was young and I knew that I had something inside of me that I wanted to express and I started to play guitar and I started to sing. And 
that journey of this very, very shy girl who wouldn't say anything and even cried like her first day of school um, and didn't talk to anybody, including the teachers for like a year. So this extremely shy person became transformed into someone who feels very confident on camera, someone who can public speak and who really, you know, I feel very passionate about about helping others transform and to find their voice. Because ultimately there are two things that we all want. And one is um, to be loved and to love. And the other is to make a difference in the world. And there's been research about that. And so, the, I mean, I would say as far as the aha moment of when I started be, you know, being a trainer, the destiny designer, as far as helping um, entrepreneurs really step into their power and become the leaders they need to be to make the difference they want to be. That really happened after I had been a psychotherapist for over 15 years and I decided to get an NLP training, which is neuro-linguistic programming. And in that process, I saw, I, I was exposed to the coaching world and I looked around and I said, wow, I am really overqualified and really, really could do a great job coaching folks. And so that moment really was my aha moment that all of the healing and the, the work that I had done, including being a professional singer, a teacher, a trainer, a public speaker, and, in the psycho, and a psychotherapist, a licensed psychotherapist, it all culminated in this moment when I realized that everything I had done to help heal myself and to find my own voice and to help others, um, learning that more unconscious, you know, the psychology behind why we are sometimes self, why we have self-doubt, why we hold ourselves back or why we self-sabotage, that that moment I realized, wow, all of this that I know, the wisdom and the journey that I had, I could help entrepreneurs to create the life and the business and experience the abundance and the joy that they desire. So it was really in that moment when I decided to become a coach and realized that I really could make a difference for folks because I believe that entrepreneurs are going to change the world because they are the problem solvers. They're always thinking outside of the box and they're the risk takers. And that's what we're going to need to transform this world. And we need a lot of changes and we need people to step into their power. So that was really how I got to this place. That's a great story. You know, um, you really made some good points there is to coming into your power, into your own power, you know, and it is entrepreneurism and that's what this country was built on, right? And so it's sometimes we forget about that because we went into the age where we had, you know, big factories and all that kind of stuff and the entrepreneur kind of started fading away, but it's coming back. And in today's chaotic world and world of uncertainty, that has kind of pushed a lot of people now back out into that realm. And coaches have been a big part of people's lives recently. You know, again, coaches need coaches. And it's that, I think it's that um, understanding that uplifting and that support, because a lot of times we don't get the support from the people that we're looking for, you know, from like our family members or sometimes spouses, you know, it's like you feel all alone out here. So to be held accountable by a coach and kind of keep you focused on that direction you're going is pretty fabulous. So um, when you talk about some of the modalities that you're using, what would you say, do you have one that's more of a favorite? 
um, or have you learned how to just kind of take all of them and weave them together into your coaching? And, and how do you do that? If you share with the audience what they can expect from the outcome of what it is that you do, what is that happy ever after that they can get? Yes, you know, of course it's very individualized, right? Everyone has their unique needs. But one thing that I have found in working with thousands of people over these years is that there are a few core um, common uh, wounds, we'll call them, or core wounds that pretty much everyone has some variety of this. And that is, um, I'm not good enough, there's something wrong with me, or I'm not lovable. And I call them core wounds because they're usually unconscious. We're not actually thinking that necessarily, but they're inside of us. And, and they're often these messages that are internalized at an early age from like zero to five. And that's what makes it really hard sometimes to actually realize what it is exactly that's holding me back. So to answer your question, I mean, you have a broad question of what they can uh, experience and expect because on one hand, I I really help people um, get clarity on what it is that they want to create in their lives because I find nowadays with all the changes, many, many people are a little con uh, confused, right? That they have these visions, they have these ideas of what they want to do, but they're not quite sure what's the next action step. So that's something that I'm really good at and I have become a master at translating people's visions into actual doable plans, right? Something you can do and then actually creating those strategies and tactics. What I've found that um, going back to these core wounds is that even when we work together and create, you know, manifest this vision into strategies and tactics and, you know, action plans and give accountability of how they can get there, they often bump up against roadblocks that are internal. And that's where my psychology background makes me a very different kind of business coach. And, you know, a life coach as well, I can help folks whether they're going into business or not, um, as far as creating that life and, and manifesting that vision and translating it into what they can do now, right, to create that dream um, of the vision of what they want their life to be. But almost consistently, people will bump up against certain things that will happen. They'll either perfectionism will stop them from doing what they need to do or procrastination or distraction. They'll start to just let themselves be distracted and not actually do what it is that like the action plan that we created. And that's when I go to some of the deeper um, shifts that, um, you know, I have a variety of techniques, some based on trauma recovery uh, systems and modalities of healing, but also neuro-linguistic programming also has some wonderful, wonderful processes that I help folks walk through so that they can clear and shift those messages that are deep inside of them and that have been there for a long, long time. And what's so beautiful to me is that it can, it can shift in one session because you know, typically people think of psychotherapy as something, oh, you have to go for years and, you know, all this stuff. And I have really spent my career as a psychotherapist. I know I've done a lot of different things in my life, but that particular part of my life, I spent learning modalities that work quickly. Because to me, I want 
people that work with me to get better as soon as possible and start to live the life that they really truly deserve and to feel a joyful and abundance and to feel hope. And so when we clear those things that have been there for many, many years, a lot of times unconsciously, it's like a whole other world opens up and they start to really engage in the things that they dreamed of, engage in that um, the day-to-day -day interactions of life that you need to, whether it's getting on stage or getting on camera, or, you know, there's so many things that we need to do out of our comfort zone. And so that's what you can expect from working with me is, is making those deep shifts so that it's easier for you to step out of your comfort zone and, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway, because that's often what holds a lot of people back. Right. Absolutely. Staying in that fear and that, that bit of uh, shadow work. So I work uh, deep into that shadow work. And it, it sounds like part of what you do, in a sense, that fragmentation of the human being that makes us whole, right? It, it's not fragments as broken apart, but, but fragments as each piece and particle within us that is part of our experience and our journey and, and healing um, working and understanding those that that deep down inside that shadow and uh, some people even look at into that inner child but I think that that shadow is deeper than that were you always um, so interested in in humanity and how the mind and the body and the soul perform as a child was that just something that came natural to you you know, I was very fortunate uh, in that my house was filled with books that I grew up in, even though there were a lot of kids and a lot of chaos, <laughs> but there were a lot of books too. And my father, uh, he was an engineer, but he, as a hobby, he studied psychology. And so, and he liked to read to me. That was, he re reads out loud and he always did throughout my whole life. Even to my mother, he would read out loud. So, so I was exposed to a lot of ideas, both Eastern and Western. So Eastern philosophies, Eastern spirituality, as well as Western. Um, my parents were, were devout Catholics. So we, I had this very interest, uh, interesting eclectic upbringing um, and just the, the, the exposure that I had. And so I very early on, I think at the age of 12, started practicing yoga and like I said, I was reading some of these books that were way beyond my age at the time. So I do think that that influenced me as far as being a student of my own experience and, and, and having that desire to heal myself. And that's what I often teach also, like as a first step is to develop awareness, to pay attention to how you're reacting to the world. What are the thoughts and what are the behaviors that you're doing unconsciously? And when you can stop and you start to observe that, that's when you can start to change, right? I always say awareness is the first step to change. Once you're aware, then you can start to do something differently, right? Then you can choose to do some of these healing modalities or practice yoga or the healing Tao techniques, which are very powerful internal healing practices, right? Once you're aware that, oh, there's a different way I can be, I don't have to live in this way in this kind of automatic unconscious driven forces that are not leading me to my true potential once you're aware that you have other options it becomes you know easier to make those steps of course it's really good to have someone a mentor or a coach or someone to to help you guide you towards that first to make those shifts to help you develop that awareness and then to make those transformations 
That's great information. And we're going to take a quick break here. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more of maybe how we can get into that awareness. What are some simple steps that our audience could kind of start to apply in their life today to start opening that awareness and then maybe talk a little bit more about what the Tao is. It's not something that is a household word, but it really goes deep into the structures of that inner workings of the human. So we'll be back shortly. Stay tuned in just a few minutes. 360 Wisdom Speaks is sponsored by Alternative Solutions with Results. We are also sponsoring Nicole Borgie's eight-week empowerment course, Shift Happens. If you or anyone you know is ready to make that shift into empowerment and leadership, don't miss it. All links are listed here on this page. And now, let's go back to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to 360 Wisdom Speaks. Our guest from Santa Barbara, California, Sarah Bazan. She has been sharing a lot of information on the different modalities that she has been walking through on her journey. And she's going to pick up where she left off about talking a little bit what you can do. What are some simple steps to start moving into awareness? Because first off, you have to be aware that there's something needs to be changed that Houston here maybe isn't operating functionally in every category necessary. And when you have that awareness, then what do you do? How do you go beyond that? And so she's going to talk a little bit about the Tao and what that is. So take it away, Sarah. Awesome. So that awareness that I'm talking about, the, the first step, you know, once you slow down, it's really getting what I call embodied. So getting in touch with your body, what, what exactly, you know, are you feeling? Because in this modern world and technology and industry and all this stuff, we get very much in our heads and we kind of get split off from our bodies. And so to develop that awareness, it's really important to start to pay more attention to your body and what is it feeling? Is there tension? And, you know, get present. It's that ancient Buddhist concept of mindfulness, which was very big in psychology about 10 years ago. And people still talk about it because it's really that, that um, the, this, the gift of being completely and totally present in your body, right? Because our mind, our thoughts, our feelings, our physical experiences are all encapsulated inside this beautiful temple, right, that we have. And so that's what I'm really talking about when, when I'm talking about awareness. Be in touch with what exactly you are feeling, what exactly you are thinking, and slow down so that you can become an observer of yourself. And the ancient Chinese, the Taoist masters, you know, thousands of years ago, 5,000 years ago, um, they were observers and they were studying human experience and human, um, right, what it is to be human. And nothing has really changed all that much in 5,000 years, believe it or not, because now science is proving what the ancients were talking about all, all along. And so the very basic, um, you know, I'm a healing Tao instructor, so I got trained in the first level of the healing Tao um, practices. And really what it's about is putting your mind, um, being able to focus your mind on the energetic points in your body. So a lot of people know about acupuncture or acupressure, 
uh, those are, or you know, maybe Tai Chi. Those are probably the most uh, famous things that came from the Taoist, um, ancient Taoist practices that we know today. And so if you think about acupuncture, where they put needles, right, that to, to trigger healing <clears throat> in your body, you can actually use your mind to <clears throat> cultivate energy and to move energy through your body. And so that is something that I don't necessarily teach everyone because we don't, you know, different people want different things. But I do, I mean, pretty much anytime anyone is struggling with staying focused or they're struggling with getting anxious right before they go on stage, before they go on camera, um, it's, it's really powerful to be able to focus the mind, for example, in the, the golden cauldron, the Tan Chen, which is two inches behind your belly button. So you can just put your hands over your belly button and put your awareness, right, your mind there. And, and it's, it's like the, um, they call it the golden cauldron because that is where our life began, right, our umbilical cord. And that's where our cells grew from. And that's where our energy, our life force is stored right there in the center. And so it's, it's a good place to help you ground. Like in a moment when you're feeling a little frazzled, you can just put your mind, you know, put your hands over your belly button and just feel that, you know, there's a ball of light and imagine a ball of light right in that point. And you can make that ball of light, whatever color you like. Um, if you like a certain color, that's okay. I mean, colors have a lot of power and I've also studied um, the healing, healing of, of colors. But in this case, you know, you can use your Im imagination and visualization to see that, that light, um, healing light there in the center of your being. And you can expand it and contract it and then send it down your leg, send it up your spine. And it's, it's something that is so powerful that for me, I healed myself through those simple practices. Like it, it's, it's very simple, but it, it's very powerful at the same time. So, and also grounding exercises, like imagining like your feet, like if you imagine your energy going down into the earth and connecting to the earth. Because when we're feeling anxious or we're feeling, you know, like just off, you know, you have those off days. I mean, we all do, yeah, even though I've, do. You know, yeah. I've been practicing healing practices for, you know, 40 years now, I still have those days. But the, the difference is that I have tools that I know I can ground myself. So I ground myself. I get myself present. I smile. The ancient Taoists also, you know, then it's been proven by science, right? When you smile, there's positive endorphins that go off in your brain. So when you're doing these meditations, you always smile. You know, you smile, you breathe, you, you, you create this positive healing energy um, inside your body, and then you can move it. And I found that, you know, if I'm ever feeling a little off, I just do a little bit of this meditation because I've been practicing it for so long. It like only takes like 30 seconds, honestly, to kind of shift my gear, shift, shift my energy. And then once you're present, you can also then pay attention to your thoughts. Cause a lot of times we're getting influenced by people and we get into what I call toxic comparison sometimes, right? Where we might get into this negative headspace because we might see someone who's farther along than us, or we start to think, oh, I don't know that I can ever do that, right? These negative thoughts. So you always want to get present, pay attention to any negative thoughts and take care of any negative feelings that you might be having. If you're feeling fear or frustration or sadness, you know, take care of yourself 
um, and make sure you allow yourself to express those feelings and acknowledge them. But if they're not serving you, do some some sort of um, exercise. One I taught, but there's many, many more that I teach um, to to help you shift to a more positive stance. So that that's why I talk about you know training people to be empowered leaders, right? To have that power within. We all have the power within us to shift our state whenever we want to, and that's real empowerment when you can control and manage, not necessarily control in a bad way, but like manage our emotions, right? Not yeah. let ourselves be controlled by our emotions and our thoughts, but be aware, be conscious of them, care for them and shift them when necessary. That moves you, you know, I love that because you move from that self-leadership and that awareness and understanding and clarifying who you are and raising your, your intuition and your energetic levels, moving that into self-mastery. And having leadership for you is so important because then you can lead others and influence them in the light. Exactly, exactly. And and like I was saying earlier, it's research has shown, you know, just by asking people what are the two most important things in their life is they want to make a difference. They want to be loved and they want to make a difference. Those were the top two. Uh, and so like you said, because once you can master yourself right and and become that empowered leader you can then inspire others you can encourage their hearts because that's ultimately what's going to lift up humanity right is when each of us individually feels hope when each of us individually feels like we can um create and make a difference a positive difference in the world i mean it's 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 so beautiful. Even yesterday, I heard a story of a woman in Hawaii who started a nonprofit to care for homeless folks. And, you know, she, you know, she's just doing this amazing work and she's getting a lot of, um, you know, publicity because of the work she's doing. And it literally just started out of a desire to make a difference and to help people. And I see that over and over again. There's so much incredible great work that's being done and just imagine if all of us feel and feel whole and and actually realize and have that hope that we can realize our potential and realize our visions what an incredibly um better world we'll be in because we're already oh, in a wonderful yeah. world right but absolutely yeah. yeah you know it only takes one if everyone out there helped someone else that would be an amazing shift through all of humanity right Exactly. It's a, yeah. and, and that's what we're working towards right now. That's why we have 360 Wisdom Speaks is because Beverly and I needed to collaborate for this with, with other people and the trine of the three, right? That beautiful, magical number of healers and just sharing that one step further, how simple it can be, right? It doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't have to be hard. It just takes work and action. And, and it's beautiful. And thank you so much for sharing that. And how easy can it be with even just one little step to start? And it all begins with that awareness, right? You know, look, become aware of your surroundings. What's around you? I think, you know, 2020 last year kind of opened up a lot of doors for us where we were just kind of going through the motions, you know, people weren't even aware that they were walking by somebody on the street, you know, and then all of a sudden the world came to like a dead halt. And it's like, uh, okay, I think I, I think I have my whole apartment, my whole house memorized now. Uh, 
I think I need a change of pace here, right? You know, so it, it has helped people to stop paying attention to just their own, you know, self and, and, and especially with the technology, right? It just kind of segued away from each other. And now it's with the technology, it's kind of bringing people even back closer together. So that awareness that there is something going on around us. You know, what are these messages? You know, pay attention to what nature's doing outside. Pay attention to what the animals are doing. Pay attention to what other people are speaking. Pay attention and become aware. What is your body saying to you, right? And now what's it what's it saying? There may be a wake-up call going on. What's your energy? When you feel something, where in your body do you feel it? What's the message? If you hear a sound that's foreign, what was it? Check it out. What does it mean? You know, when you're smelling aromas that weren't there before, oh, where did they come from? You know, all of these different things make a huge difference in how we perceive the arena in which we're involved in and where we are walking on our journey and who is there with us, you know? So it's a it's a really strong impact. And uh, Sarah, you put it at a way where people could really begin to understand that. And it is about simple and easy. Yeah, that's But you know, you've got to put the action and the activity in it, right? Well, yeah, and that's what is, you know, like they say, you know, it might be simple, but it's, it's not necessarily easy if you've never done it before. Right. Like anything, you know, any simple thing like, you know, playing guitar. I often use that because I started playing guitar when I was 12. And, you know, you do need to put that practice in the daily, the daily practice of moving your fingers back and forth. And pretty soon your muscle memory is just doing it. That's why I teach my folks that work with me. I say, just, you know, before you go to bed, practice these simple techniques, you know, and just make it part of your self-care to practice these because then when you need them, right, when the fear hits, when something comes up, you already have the neurology, right? Your, your neurology right. are already formed. And I know for myself when, um, this is a good example of, this is more about like shifting your mindset. But when I, because I was the youngest, I told you that story about how I was the youngest of seven. And so I always thought I was stupid. I somehow in, internalized the message that I was stupid and I'm not stupid at all. But like, if I would make a mistake, the first thing that I would think of it was I was stupid. And so I started creating this very simple, right? Easy, simple practice of saying every time that popped up in my head and I was aware that I was telling myself that I was stupid, I would then tell myself, I love you. It was very simple. It was like, if I'm stupid, oh, I'm so stupid, I'd say, I love you. And I I did that, you know, as, as a practice because I knew I wasn't stupid. And it was just something that I had internalized from my very young age. And so it was, it's so amazing because now even if something happens and it might pop up immediately, the I love you pops up mm -hmm. and immediately I feel fine about myself, like a self-acceptance, a self-love. And so I just gave that example of how simple it really can be. But as you were saying before, you need to have that awareness. You have to be aware that that message is automatically popping up in order to be able to do something to change it. So I gave a really simple example. But the other one is, you know, when it's in your body, 
right? If you wake up and you're feeling that, you know, pit in your stomach or something, or, you know, your heart is a little fluttered, or maybe it's not when you wake up or whenever you're feeling that, if you're aware of that, then you can breathe, you can relax, right? You can do like that simple Taoist meditation or some other meditation that helps you slow down. Like the breath is a very simple breathing technique. I'm happy to share it if that's okay, because it's something that if you are feeling like your heart's going fast, it's something you can practice and immediately it will slow down your heart. And that is if you breathe in as, as you count, and it doesn't mean like breathe in eight, exhale eight, just breathe in as you count and hold your breath for one or two just seconds between the inhale and the exhale and the exhale and the inhale. And what happens is it automatically starts to slow down your heart because you're, when you hold your breath very, even just a little teeny bit, it tells your heart that works with your lungs that, oh, I might not be getting oxygen, so I better slow down my metabolism. I mean, it's amazing. You can do that in like two rounds, right? Inhale, hold, exhale, hold. And you're not holding and you're not forcing just a gentle like, just like a little pause. And like pretty much immediately your heart will start to go down. And so I was saying that because if you practice that before you go to sleep, it's great for going to sleep because you're slowing your heart rate down. And a lot of people struggle with sleep. So I like to teach that for folks to struggle with that because it starts to slow down your heart and then you just start to drift off. But if you do that before you go to bed, then during the day when you're awake and you need it and you're feeling flustered, you can immediately start to do that, you know, count as you breathe, hold, count as you exhale, hold. And your neurology, your, your brain already knows what's going to happen. Oh, time to slow down my heart rate. It's like amazing. It's like we, we literally are like computers, right? Like our thoughts our electronic pulses going through our neurotransmitters. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. we can reprogram. We can reprogram ourselves, our hardware, download some new software or something, a, a quick instant program. <laughs> exactly. Right? That breathing is almost like that quick instant program if we're not ready to put it fully in the hard hard drive and, and store it fully yet. But that practice gets it to where it changes and it transforms and that shift happens. It's a beautiful thing, our body. It's such mm -hmm. a blessing. and. We get to talk to such wonderful people. You know, thank you for sharing this moment and this time with us today. We could sit and talk forever <laughs> about these wonderful <laughs> things. Yeah. I did want to say, you know, in what you were saying earlier, Beverly, right? We start with ourselves and then expanding our awareness. It's really right. amazing when you feel like your own ener energy and you've got yourself right. You're really holding yourself in a loving and, and empowered way. And you start to see how you can positively influence others and also what kind of influences are coming in because you get to control. Oh, you know what? That energy, I don't want to be around that energy because that energy is not helping. Or I could say, how can I help that person or that system that is not energetically? How can I help that shift? Right. When you have your awareness, you can see where you can possibly get nourishment and also who needs nourishments outside. But as long as you continue to nurture yourself, you'll have plenty of energy to be able to do all of that. Right. You're not going to be taken down is what I'm saying by like negativity around you. You can actually emit positivity and help that negativity shift to be more positive. Yeah, as long as you're not feeding into that 
exterior, you know, negative, you know, thought patterns that are slowing down that energy and that frequency. So it takes a lot more work to stay down there being sad, depressed, unhappy than it does to be joyful and loved and excited, you know, just, you know, do it. It's a little practice that you can do, you know, just think of your worst, you know, sad time and just feel how weighted down your body becomes. And then think of something that just brought joy to you and you're so happy and how you feel like you're floating again. You know, those are things that, you know, again, it goes back to that awareness that we're not always aware, but you drag your own self down by your thoughts. And so it was a, you know, it's great sharing what you have to share and bringing those things up again. It's like they're obvious, but they're not. You know, and we need to keep reminding ourselves of, of some of those old patterns so that we can continue to stay focused and move on that journey of the adventure that it is. So, Sarah, people can get a hold of you now by all the links in here. They're, they're all available and out front. She's all over social media, I'm sure. You know, Google her name. You know, so do you have one tip? that you can share with the audience that they can take move forward right after this broadcast and say, I'm doing it. Mm. You know, I've given a, a, a couple things that you can do. So I'm trying to think of what else would be um, something really, really powerful. So I really liked what you were saying earlier, Beverly. And I, I do think that the idea of finding a time in your life when you felt either confident, if that's what you want to feel, or um, excited, exuberant, you know, um, joyful. If any moment, if you are feeling um, down or something, you know, you got some news and, and you, or you, you're just, for whatever reason, you know, kind of on a downswing, close your eyes and bring yourself back to that moment actually as if you were there and see what you see in your mind, feel what you feel, hear what you hear when you are totally and completely confident, for example, or totally and completely peaceful and calm. And as you, your unconscious mind doesn't know the difference between the past and the future or the present. So when you close your eyes and you take yourself back there and you smell what it was, you know, the whatever it was that was happening, right? And you feel it and you're breathing like you were breathing and you are seeing what you see, hear what you hear, feel what you feel in that moment, it will absolutely shift immediately to a different emotional state. And so that's just a really great tip that you can use anytime and and also just smiling that's another one like you <laughs> it's exact, that's exactly right you know a smile changes everything mm -hmm. so sarah thank you so much for being with us here today thank you nicole and uh we will all see you where on another episode thank Bye. you 360 wisdom speaks is sponsored by alternative solutions with results we are also sponsoring Nicole Borgie's eight-week empowerment course, Shift Happens. If you or anyone you know is ready to make that shift into empowerment and leadership, don't miss it. All links are listed here on this page. Mm -hmm.